0: Shot clock at three. Butler with Brogdon on almost a long three. And good! Oh, Jimmy freaking
1: Butler puts it in!
0: We are renaming it. Victory lap Thursday, boys and girls. Hello and welcome to Beck Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth. We are with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the Beck Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash and follow us on Twitter at betql daily joining us on the show today jason logan from covers.com to talk nba playoffs and our guy mlb dream will join us to share all of his insights on the season thus far as we approach memorial day but first let's get into game one of the eastern conference finals and recap the heat winning outright as three to one favorites or three to one dogs rather They were eight and a half point dogs coming in. It flew over, thanks in part to Jimmy Butler hanging 35 points. Certainly Jason Tatum contributed his 30, but my goodness, Joe, it's fun to run a victory lap.
2: Ride or die. You riding or you dying by QL Daily? That's what it's all about.
0: Uh, Miami wins game one again.
2: Boston loses again as a massive favorite. They've done this a ton of times throughout the season. And yeah, it was about Jimmy Butler. I mean, there are a lot of levels to this and why it all occurred, but uh, you got to start with the third quarter, right? 46 points, 46 to 25, Uh, Butler getting it done on the defensive end. And, you know, as uh, Tatum was high flying over his last five quarters, arguably, you know, one of the best players in this NBA playoffs, no shot attempts in the fourth quarter three turnovers, like Tatum was as much of the reason, even though uh, what, what he poured in, like, 30 points when it was, uh, was all said and done, but uh, his play down the stretch really struggled, and the depth of Miami. We all knew that. If, if there is one advantage outside of the coaching mismatch, which I'm sure we'll get into, Aaron, uh, and that's a question that I've been posing to a lot of our guests, well, where's the advantage for Miami? Is That's it, isn't it? Isn't it the depth? You had Stroos, Vincent as starters, and Lowry and Caleb Martin coming off the bench. All of them scored 15 points apiece.
1: Hmm. Yes, Stroos over two and a half threes hit as well. A great night, but I'm with you, Joe. It's really that third quarter, 46 to 25. Joe Mazzulla calls zero timeouts in the third as well. Oh. It's the big coaching mismatch. <laughs> Tatum, I know we're going to do an overreaction NBA storyline narrative segment later in the show. I don't know what to do with Jason Tatum. Is it what the Heat were doing defensively? Is it just that Jimmy Butler is so good? He didn't really show up defensively either, Tatum. I mean, I know he. you look at the box score, 30 points is nothing to laugh at, but Jimmy Butler is still playing like the best player in the playoffs, in my opinion. I mean, it's just it's awesome and he wanted to guard tatum it's the adjustments that spo was making versus missoula i think that had a lot to do with it just a big coaching mismatch which we all expected here
0: you look at the advanced numbers from cleaning the glass effective field goal rate miami was at 64.3 percent. that's in the 93rd percentile when it comes to playoff games so they were shooting lights out and a lot of that was basically settling with mid-range jumpers and it worked for them uh 20 of 41 From mid-range, close to 50%. And then threes, 16 of 29. The shooting for Miami was unbelievable. Boston Mm -hmm. had a tough time trying to figure out who was going to hoist one up. And the ball movement for Miami was perfect. Boston's defense has been a question mark all playoffs long. It reared its ugly head once again. And now Boston trails the series one game to nothing. However, Joe, however boston is still a massive favorite to win this series at minus 225 despite dropping one at home and not only that but wait there's more heat win game one but the spread for game two is even larger the celtics are nine and a half point mm-hmm. favorites you know it's interesting when i was uh, oh, scrolling man. through twitter that it really felt like just about everyone in the betql family was backing the heat on the spread, if not the money line, well, almost everyone in the Beck family. family. Uh, but the idea here
2: that- Call them out. Pick- oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, If it says Boston, Verge is going to pick it. It doesn't matter. So if it's a rough year, it's going to be a rough year in bed, Yes, guess. Was there, there was nobody else, right? It was just Lucy. Yeah, right.
0: Uh, that's all I could see. That's all I was paying attention to, I guess. Okay. But, uh, that, yeah. but that's the thing, though. Is that, like Pancakes was on Miami. Yeah, a lot of the betQL pancakes was. was on Miami. <laughs> it uh, was a
1: popular bet, but stuffed animals were crazy. on
0: Miami. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very good. <laughs> it's Amazing. Everybody in on Miami. Yeah, but uh, now but, everybody. But, the point I'm making though is that everybody is now on boston for game two and the oh. spread is even bigger than in game one at nine and a half and so the question is joe okay yes we're probably all on the celtics because we're expecting a long series but my question is hmm. at what point is this ridiculous as far as all of us being behind the scenes?
2: yeah it's ridiculous it is Did you feel that eight and a half was high I, I didn't feel eight and a half was a true number i thought that was inflated And so now we're jumping to a higher number because Boston, desperate spot. They're not going to get swept at home. Doesn't mean they're going to cover the point spread. I mean, that's a wide range of outcomes. Yes, they can win and also not cover the spread. But it's fine because Joe Missoula kept telling us that they won three or four quarters. Joe! Score, the final scoreboard is what matters. It really doesn't matter because you gave up 46 points. And as Aaron mentioned, you failed to call a timeout in the third quarter. Dude, that guy, his postgame pressers are highly entertaining. Like, he gets the bug eyes going. He will not stand for any, like, you can kind of pick up what certain writers, what their storyline is going to be on their blog or in the paper the next morning. Uh, Or that night and like he's like not having any we were prepared we were prepared nope nope he's like trying to shut everything down like dude focus on focus on what's happening in the game a little bit more (laughs) more than who cares about what boston media narrative is going to be out there but um yeah i mean also in addition to the third quarter it came down to the turnovers and yes part of it was jimmy butler just being a wild man out there we were right about that too Not only the victory lap on the Heat winning the game, but Butler, the extra rest. I think this is the version of Jimmy we're going to get this series. This is it. And to see Boston minus 225, I'm not shocked since they were minus 500 uh, to start the series. But uh, it's interesting. Miami, plus 750 to win the title.
1: Still, it's crazy. That's wild to me. It's like Miami and the Nuggets still don't get – much credit in the betting market in terms of like the spreads and stuff like that but we'll get to that in a second I love that you brought up the turnovers because in the fourth quarter they forced Tatum into three turnovers which led to seven total points and then of course Butler not only the 35 but he had six steals that's major it's
0: amazing amazing It is amazing. And that's just it, though, is that Miami, the depth, the ball movement, the the peskiness that they play with defensively. It is incredible at the same time that, you know, Rick Camp was on the show yesterday and he gave some great advice that, okay, there's no value betting on Boston to win the series for game one. Maybe not even value backing them minus eight and a half in game one. And the the question, though, is, okay, well, we'll probably get some better numbers and then that will be the time to pounce. But I'm not there at all. This series is Mm -mm. still too steep for me at minus 225. They're trailing one game to nothing. This series went seven games. There's a coaching mismatch. There's so many things I can point to that would say, you know what? Miami at plus 175. I think that's where the value exists, Joe.
2: Ooh. <laughs> yeah i I hear you I understand it's timing wise is now the right time. You stole game one, but we're I think most of us are expecting Boston to take game two. You probably mm-hmm. would you wanna wait to take Miami thinking sees win game two right and then before you go to Miami and then you get a bit of a better price and you know, hey, and then you miss the you do miss the number if Miami pulls it off, but uh. That that would be a fascinating story. Oh man. Now now for the, the title odds, I mentioned oh. Miami's number, but Boston down 0-1 is is a co-favorite with Denver. It's just really oh interesting. Golly. Boston down 0-1 and Denver up one oh are your co favorites to win the title at plus one fifty.
1: That's so weird because it's like the, the spread for game two, even though the Heat won, it's even more. I mean, there's even a nine out there for that Celtics Heat game two. And then uh, the Nuggets win game one, and that spread is even sh- tighter there than game mm-hmm. one. I don't, <laughs> it's just very <laughs> interesting to me.
0: What, a, what an analy- analytically driven uh, spread game that we play here. Uh, we will get to uh, Nuggets-Lakers game two uh, later in the broadcast, but let's move on now to some Major League Baseball. And it was the day of the walk-off. The Mets walk off against the Rays. The Blue Jays walk off against the Yankees. Boy, they really wanted that one, given how that series has unfolded. The Astros walk it off against the Cubs. Pete Alonzo for the Mets has a league-leading 15th home run as of last night. And as far as uh, keeping up with our survivor picks, uh, Astros in the door after sweeping the Cubs. The Padres, the second most popular pick, Joe, went 1-2, and huh. two, uh, t- which, I mean... Given, up, given that you're going up against the Royals and you had you Darvish pitching yesterday, uh, that's a bit of a surprise. White Sox and Marlins uh, both have 2-0 starts. Where would you like to start here, Joe? Uh,
2: well, you, you just mentioned the Padres. Uh, yeah, they lost their series to Kansas City. They were just swept by the Dodgers. They lost the series to the Twins. They lost the series to the Dodgers before that. It is a bad run here. They are four games below 500, so I thought that was pretty notable. Um, Astros. Astros sweeping the Cubs. Now that's not the most shocking result, but here we go. I've felt like uh I've been hearing for a while, hey, why are the Astros still favored to win the West? I don't understand. Texas is so good. Yeah, they are. They are. Uh, but watch out because the Astros just won seven of eight. And they get the athletics in six of their next nine games. Uh the lowest price I see is Houston minus one twenty-five uh to win that division. So we might be sitting here very, very very soon and saying, oh, well, here come the Astros. They just took over first place in the West. Uh, so that popped to me. One other thing, Marlins. Have you guys noticed what's happening with Marlins games this year? One specific angle on the, on the final results of Marlins games? We're very happy uh, that they're winning this week with Survivor. One-run games. The Marlins record is 14-1. and 14-1 one <laughs> in
0: one-run games. <laughs> that's wow. ridiculous.
2: Yeah. Yeah. P- plus, uh, Pythag, if you go with luck, you know, Farnaway, number one in baseball at plus six. Mm. Oh, I don't know how much longer that's going to continue. But, yeah.
1: So, how are they ATS, then? Have they been doing well, the Marlins? or not sure
0: I don't have that in well, front there. of me but. Yeah. yeah I'm not sure about where their, lo-
1: their
2: losses are close or what but
1: yeah that's interesting I'm gonna take a look at that also Gonzalez for the Mariners I mean Red Sox put up 12 runs maybe I need to fade mm-hmm. that guy moving forward <laughs>
0: I I do know that, that Boston and the over has been a very lucrative play. uh, If you've looked at that uh, throughout the course of the season Mm -hmm. and it's still, and and, I mean, we've talked about this, this week in terms of uh, their game totals being at 11 double digits in many cases, and they're still flying over. I wonder at some point, will the market catch up or will Boston come back down to reality? Uh, But, you know, even though I don't know how seriously we're taking them as far as a as far as, like, a division winner because of the Rays. Uh, still, though, if that hitting continues to be as good as it's exhibited, they could very well make the postseason, and there may be value on them saying, yes, they'll get that last wild card spot.
2: The run line records are actually very interesting. Interesting you uh, bring that up, Aaron, because Miami has the worst run line record in baseball. The worst. Wow. At 15-28. <laughs> Mets right there at 16-28. Hey. And, and if you flip it, you look at the best – Washington 28 and 15 uh covering the run line 65
0: percent of the time Man, that's amazing I guess no this one is Beck daily presented by be this good. yeah right this is Becky all daily presented by bed MGM coming up next we look at game two of the Western Conference finals between the, the between the Lakers and Nuggets here on this victory lap Thursday right here on the Beck UL Network